This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. John, great to have you. John? Yes. There we go. Hey, what's up, John? Sorry, I didn't hear you for a second. I'm back. Uh, ha- happy post-inauguration day. Hope you had a good weekend, sir. Uh, let's talk a bit. Uh, before we get into the, the, the Trump-tastic stuff that's gone on recently, I want to ask about a, a column you wrote in National Review about Ob- one of Obama's, or, or you said Obama's final whopper as president. It has to do with the voter ID laws. Before we talk about the media and truthfulness and Trump, what does Obama say that's not true? You got a quite a, a good example here, interesting example. Obama says he's going to devote a lot of his post-presidency to fighting for voting rights in America. And one of the reasons he's going to do that is we're the only country in the world that puts up barriers uh, to people voting. Uh, and he mentioned voter ID laws. Well, every country in the world has voter ID laws. That's an industrialized democracy, including uh, those racists up north in Canada, Mexico, Britain, the European Union. And so it's one of the most preposterous lies I've ever heard because it's 100 percent inaccurate, not 90, not 80, 100. And was there any outcry in the media about this one and, and truthfulness and the death of veracity in our politics now? I'm guessing not a lot. I mean, you wrote a piece on it, but you know, I'm assuming this didn't make the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post. When Obama says there is no voter fraud, which he also said in his final press conference, nobody challenged him on that. Well, if you go to the Heritage Foundation's website right now, you will find hundreds and hundreds of recent examples of voter fraud. Uh, now, Donald Trump, you know, doesn't have data to back up the claim that three million people voted illegally and he, you know, carried the popular vote. But there is voter fraud out there and voter ID is stopping it. And Barack Obama apparently isn't interested in stopping voter ID, uh, voter fraud because that's why he's blocking voter ID laws and has blocked them for eight years while he was president. What would have to happen for us to really know how much voter fraud there is? John? Well, let's, let's, what would let's, have to? Here's three things that. Trump could do that Obama refused to do. We could have the federal government sue the states that refuse to clean up their voter rolls, because if you take federal money to improve your voting systems, you have to accept federal demands that you clean up your voter rolls. Obama didn't do that for eight years. Second, uh, the states have been demanding for years to the Customs and Border people, give us the names of your legal aliens in this country so we can compare them to our voter registration rolls because we have academic studies that show when people are asked six percent of non-citizens say yeah i voted in the last election well let's see if that's real are they on the voter rolls did they vote uh obama administration has refused to give those lists to the states lastly the tax system irs they have a list of a whole bunch of illegal aliens who use their own name their own social security number to get paid Let's, let's get those lists and compare them to voter registration rolls. Of course, Obama has refused to do that. If we do that, we may finally have a sense of how big the problem is, which is precisely why the Obama administration refused to give the list to the states, because they don't want to know what the problem is because they claim there is none. And if we could prove how 
widespread the problem actually is, then there would be a groundswell of support, I would assume, to take the kind of... Like, for example, when you register to vote, let's have you prove you're a citizen. That's not a a hard thing to do. Uh, People can prove they're citizens. They have to do it when when they take a job. When you take a job, you have to prove you're a citizen. Look, I I hope that the Trump administration takes up these suggestions and and does it, uh, but we know that the left will will scream scream bloody murder the moment that anyone tries to do no anything. Fraud. Yeah, they're going to say that, that. That's I'm always amazed that they'll say there's no voter fraud, and I'll see this on a panel at MSNBC, some of these other places. They'll say there's no voter fraud, and maybe some some uh, meek uh, soul in the corner will say, well, well, actually, there was a case or two last year where somebody went to jail. So there definitely is such a thing as voter fraud. And then they very quickly pivot to, well, there's just not a lot of it. And then as yeah, you point out, John, don't want to know we don't how know. Much there is. Yeah. That's the whole key. Yeah, we, we, we don't see know. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Now, uh, the first week of Trump, we've got a few things that are happening right now, including uh, the Trump withdrawal, as it's being reported, from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be the what's the most important thing that's on the on the slate for this week? There's some other regulations that they're going to be changing. There's some things here and there he's already taking action on. But what should we well, be paying TPP attention to? Is the, is the TPP a big deal? It was symbolic because it was never going to pass Congress. Uh, what is not symbolic but very important is uh, Trump signaled last week that he is not going to enforce most of the provisions of Obamacare pending the final resolution of what's going to replace it. And that's a big deal. Uh, the signal is going out to everyone. There is going to be change. Obamacare cannot survive in its current form. Um, the marketplace is collapsing. The co-ops are closing. Premiums are skyrocketing. So Obamacare is collapsing. Something will replace it. And Trump is saying, I'm serious. Uh, we're going to have a health care system that, that functions. And I'm basically saying, uh, don't depend on the current rules being in effect a few months from now. Do you think that they have a transition plan already, or are they making this well, up as they go? With- there's an excellent version of one that was released today by two Republican senators. One was a doctor named Bill Cassidy from Louisiana. Another one was Susan Collins, who's the most moderate Republican in the Senate. It's an excellent starting point. It basically has three elements. It says to the really hardcore left-wing states, if you want to stay in Obamacare, you can stay in Obamacare and watch your marketplace collapse. Then it says to states that are really hardcore individualist states, let's say like in Idaho, you know, you want to pull out completely and not be involved with the federal government in health care, you can do that too. Most of the states, they think, are going to accept something that's an alternative to Obamacare, which will be keep the best parts of Obamacare that people like, like pre-existing conditions and keeping your kid on the policy till he's 26, um, but create medical savings accounts for everyone, including people who don't even know they'll have them, you know, the guy under the bridge or the 28-year-old kid who thinks he's invincible. And when they, and, and they'll be paid for by the money that would be saved by taking away the subsidies from people and by having the states rejigger their Medicaid programs, because most people who got Obamacare actually didn't get insurance. They got Medicaid, which is the health care program for the poor. So when you show up in an urgent care facility with a fracture or something like that, that's going to be paid out of your medical savings account up to a certain point. Then, of course, there will be a deductible. For most people, that's going to be improving over the current system because the problem Obamacare policies have now is, I went online just to check the other day, 
deductible, six, $7,000 a year. Unless I have a heart attack or cancer, I'm never going to hit that. So it doesn't, it's, it's insurance that doesn't help me. Except you know for catastrophic illness. Well, let's have. And if you fall on that policy. unhappy cohort of people that don't get subsidies to buy the insurance, it actually can get, be pretty pricey too. Okay, it can be a thousand dollars a month, <laughs> and that's for like a two thousand dollar deductible. You know, you want to get a a five thousand dollar deductible. Uh, you know, you're still going to be paying like six or seven hundred in states like New Jersey or New York. Yeah, it's not. It's not way, a good plan. But... Counties, thirty percent of counties in this country, Buck. There's only one choice for health care in those exchanges. One choice. That's not competition. That's called strangulation. If Trump improves that, he'll be he'll be making some some big and important strides. What do you see on immigration, by the way? That's gotten some play in the press, but not a lot of specifics so far. Well, apparently he's going to delay the exec, appeal, repealing the executive order that kept the dreamers, the kids who were here, brought to this country, were born here brought by their parents as, and have grown up here as minor children. He's going to defer that until he works out a bigger solution with other immigration problems. Uh, I think he's going to start building the wall. Congress has already appropriated the money for the wall, so nothing new has to be done on that. Uh, I think he's going to move f- firmly but judiciously. I don't think he's going to be scaring a lot of people. Uh, most of what he's going to be doing is enforcing the existing law, especially the law, which should have been enforced all along. If you commit a crime in this country, we're going to deport you. No questions asked. You commit a crime, you're convicted of it, you're gone. He also met with business leaders this morning. I saw some of the the, uh, the, the meeting that was televised and said that he may be cutting Im- uh, regulations by 75% or more. Whether his numbers are accurate, do you, do you <laughs> think that they're... Do you think well, that he's going to be able... <laughs> which seems like a lot, but is Trump there... does exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, he does exaggerate, but is, is he going to slash and burn on the regulation side of things in, in a well, good way? There, there are a lot of things that have been holding back job growth and creating uncertainty in the economy. You know, one thing people will not do in an uncertain economy where they think the regulatory burden is constantly going to grow and sprout up in areas they haven't anticipated is they're not going to invest. And one of the things that Trump wants to do is create a climate of certainty. These are the regulations these regu- that are going to be in place. You better obey them. These are the regulations that don't make sense. We're going to get rid of them. These are the regulations that will not be coming online in the future because I have a different approach. And so therefore, you can have some certainty. Therefore, go invest, go create jobs, and let's start growing this economy. John Fonda is a national affairs columnist for National Review. John Anywhere else you want to direct people, a site, a book, an article? Nationalreview.com has an archive of all of my pieces. That's a good place to start. And um, they can also um, go to the Wall Street Journal last week. I had a piece on Obama's um, scandalous administration, the one he claims, of course, was scandal-free. That was in Tuesday's Wall Street Journal. You can call it up on Google. Fantastic. John, thanks for joining us. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800 1645 